Devin McCourty mad? Oh, yeah. Why this time? Well, the NFL changed the opt-out date for COVID. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be the third. I thought it was supposed to be tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think they moved it to now. Oh, well. So y'all cut that shit out. We're trying to put on some fucking football games. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, or, oh no, they were attempting to move it on Sunday. Today being Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it didn't get moved, but whatever. So maybe they tried to move it earlier in the week. And now that it didn't work, Devin McCourty's being all meh. Meh. Reading the well, I mean, if it didn't move, I don't know. I mean... Well, it, it didn't move. I, from from what I can tell from this article, it didn't move. So. There's that. Should have saved that for when we actually started the podcast, I guess. No, that's fine. We started now. It's Tuesday. Uh-huh, go on. Oh, uh, August second, twenty twenty, and this is the Fourth and Wrong podcast. I'm your host RJ, and with me, as always, is Keith. Say hi, Keith. Hi, Keith. How'd I do? No, we're going. Let's come on. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was asking how I did. Did I do good? No. Oh. Uh, you didn't do it all at once, but you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what we have editing for. Or you, or you can just leave the pause in. I expected you to, like, object to me doing the intro. <laughs> nah, man, whatever. You fucking, yeah. you lead this one. Yeah. You've, got, you've got more notes than I do this time, so. Yeah, I got a couple of things. No big deal. Um, so we'll start with, uh, what do I want to start with? I don't know. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, we'll start with some of the more uh, quick things. We'll burn through some stuff. Uh, okay. a, a couple of more players have been put on the actual reserve slash COVID-19 list, which is not the same as opting out for the season. Minshew Mania is now on the COVID list. Right. Uh, it's the list of, hey, you're either tested positive or you were around somebody that tested positive. So we're going to put you on a closet. And when you, I think it's like three negative tests, then you can come out of the closet. Yeah. Uh, so we got Matt Stafford in the closet is a recent one. Garner Minshew got put in the closet, so uh, Minshew mania is being contained. Um, and so we're kind of continuously keeping an eye on that, making sure these players aren't actually sick and just, you know, it's all for precautionary purposes. But so far there's no time frame of return for these players. 
Uh, and then we have a couple of other notes about Cleveland in particular. Uh, Jarvis Landry is officially on the active list, so he's fully healed up. He's on the non... Well, um, I saw something that he got put on the pup list. Oh, no. Refresh. Oh, yeah, he is on the pup list. Well, never mind. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> uh, so... Real-time correction. <laughs> Real-time. My, my, notes, my notes versus your notes. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jarvis Landry is now on the pup list, um, which is, if for anybody that doesn't know, uh, it's they're active on the roster, but they're physically unable to play. Perform. Yeah, so that's pup, physically unable to perform. So I assume that has something to do with his recovery schedule from his hip surgery in February? Uh, yes. So... Uh, I know we were expecting a return sometime in August. Uh, I guess I saw him on the active roster prior to the pup list being posted and was like, cool, he must be active because everybody's reported. So uh, that sucks. So, But I guess we kind of expected it, so no big deal. Uh, a little more injury roundup. Um, the... Uh, EJ Gaines on the Bills mm. side of the table uh, he's opted out of the season he has after after he missed last season with a abdominal injury I believe it was some kind of core muscle injury I think we also traded him with Sammy Watkins to the Rams at one point yep yep and, and he just keeps he just keeps coming he back keeps coming right back he can't stay away uh, but We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. I don't know how much, how like, how much EJ Gaines kind of means to your secondary. Maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit. You know, when he was able to play, Pro Football Focus had him rated at a seventy-nine. Which, if you know anything about Pro Football Focus, that's, that's not a bad yeah, number. Yeah, that's okay. That's that's uh, that's certainly that's certainly solid. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Uh, he, you know, he played relatively well in the number two slot, and Trey, you know, is only, you know, significantly better than he was three years ago when they last played together. Because mm-hmm. so. I think they played together his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If I am mistaken, then it was under Rex Ryan. Gotcha. Yeah. So, could be a pretty significant hit. We don't know. Time will tell. But that's kind of a bummer. Uh, the other big, big and active over the weekend, T.Y. Hilton is on the pup list currently. Oh, is he? Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, so that's really kind of the injury roundup or active slash non-active roundup that I give a shit about. Um, I give a shit about C.J. Mosley opting out. Yeah. For the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> why is that? <laughs> Well, I mean, because he's a good linebacker. Like, they already lost Jamal Adams. Now C.J. Mosley opted out. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of a bummer. Uh, so that's that's not great for their defense. No, not really. Just saying, making it things making things even easier for Buffalo. I mean, the Jets were not really a threat beforehand, but no, that's good. It's good. Let's make things easy for Buffalo. Because somebody's got to beat the Patriots. I mean, yeah, hopefully. 
and I'm sick of it being no one. Thanks. Steering away from that, something a little lighthearted because uh, I enjoy the front seven in the NFL. And I love Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is one of my favorite linemen of all time because he played for Cleveland, so I love him. And he's just an all-around good guy. Um, but he's now... Joe Thomas, all-around good guy. <laughs> he's, uh, he's now... Wednesdays at 8. Go ahead. I said Wednesdays at 8 yeah. on Fox. <laughs> all-around good guy, Wednesdays at 8 on Fox. Oh, shit. Uh, was it? Right, this article. So... <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Joe Thomas is a analyst part-time for the NFL, and he released his top 10 edge rushers in the league list. Mm-hmm. So, number one, Cameron Jordan, which I tend to... Uh, yeah, he's good. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I guess as a pure edge rusher, sure, yeah. Uh, because he there's puts up, he puts up flashy numbers. Yeah, because there's other people on this list that I would consider a more complete edge rusher, like you know the Watt brothers, uh, yeah. you know Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, you know people that fit more of a Nick Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa. People that fit more <laughs> of like a three-four outside linebacker slash defensive end role, where they can they they can do a lot more with a lot with. Mm-hmm. Uh, both at the line and in the second level. I mean, does Von, I was going to say, does Von Miller qualify uh, at that point? Yeah, Von Miller ranked 10th on this list, and I would say he mm. he qualifies. He uh, He's definitely an edge rush specialist, but he can play a little bit of coverage. He's had some success in coverage. And I would say that there would be pressure off of Von Miller to be that perennial edge rusher for Denver, but Bradley Chubb was out forever with an ACL tear, tear last season, so uh, right. we'll see how Bradley Chubb recovers from that injury. And but given it's 2020 and today's technology is, I mean, usually an ACL tear back in the day that was a career-ending thing. Um, there's a good chance that Bradley Chubb will come, Chubb, Bradley Chubb will come back and put in the work and take some pressure off of Von Miller, so he doesn't have to be that guy. Uh, Zadar- you got the normal names like you know Zadarius Smith, uh, Khalil Mack. Uh, I'm surprised Khalil-, Khalil Mack was as low as he was, but he had a down year last year. Uh, but like, so did the entire Bears defense. <laughs> I think I think Khalil Mack was actually one of the only reasons why the Bears had a defense last season. So at least when it comes to the front seven, the pressure coming off the front. So I would have liked to see Khalil Mack a little higher on that list. But one thing I can't complain about is my man, Miles Garrett, attempted murderer extraordinaire. Jesus Christ. I'm never letting it go. Number two on the list. Oh, he sure is. Uh, uh, So uh, Miles Garrett, number two on the list. He's getting a lot of love. I'm surprised. Maybe a little bias. Who, me? No, Joe Thomas. What? Joe Thomas? No. Maybe a little. Maybe, but Maybe a little? But, I mean, Miles Garrett's rookie year, he was going up against... He was uh, he was going up against Joe Thomas three times a week versus going up against Joe Thomas going sure. against these other guys one time a year, you know? So, uh-huh. uh, might be a little bi- biased, but also exposure. Um, like, his... I'll put it to you this way. His section 
on this article is about double the size of everybody else's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's probably some bias involved. Uh, he probably put Cameron Jordan as number one just so it didn't look weird. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> the, but the numbers are all there to support it. Cool. So do you think so? Joe Thomas thinks Miles Garrett had a pretty killer season. Yeah, despite only playing ten games. You know, I've, according to Next Gen Stats and Pro Football Focus and all them, they all tend to agree. If he would have closed out the season at the pace he was going, he would have broke records. So you're just going to ignore that that per, that that well phrased joke. I might have missed the joke that he had a killer season. Oh. I get it. That's funny. I missed it. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, I'll go downstairs. It's cool. We'll just quit right here. Anyways. (laughs) Miles Garrett's no longer the highest paid defensive player in the league anymore. Joey Bosa has, has taken that, that, that title now after an aggressive an aggressive training camp holdout 137 million yep uh 135 137 somewhere like that and with 102 million guaranteed so it's technically technically the 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 benchmark is he's has the most guaranteed money for every any defensive player in NFL history surpassing miles gotcha. Ga- surpassing miles garrett by 2 million gotcha so and he's getting 78 million in su- at signing that's pretty good mm-hmm. so he was scheduled to earn about 14 million this year so he just increased his uh increased his billfold by a cool 64 million dollars probably just doubled his pocket oh yeah 100 percent. which deserves it great player uh, and he's averaged about 10 sacks a season uh and that's kind of that's the kind of consistency they need in in la as they go through this period of transition from philip rivers to what seems to be tyrod leading that team going forward <laughs> Turd Taylor. Turd Taylor. Oh yeah, Tarod. Sorry, yeah. it's it's Tarod. I mean, it's your name, dude. You can, <laughs> however you want us to say it. I'm glad you finally said something. I guess. Well, yeah, it was one of those things where I think I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast, but those are fucking two and a half years old at this point. Uh huh. Um, if you listen to some of the old Bills interviews and stuff in the locker rooms, they're saying Tarod. Yeah. And then, ev- or at least a few players are sure. And then everybody else in the league, it was Tyrod. Yeah, because <laughs> we're simple. I read letters how they look. Yep, I I pronounce things phonetically because I don't English well. I'm American. I am I am hooked on motherfucking phonics. <laughs> and you can't do shit about it. Yeah, ain't nothing you can tell me. Mm-mm. So having Joey Bosa locked down long term, as well as uh, still having Melvin Ingram on the last year of his contract coming in this year, that's some consistency on defense as the Chargers make this transition to whatever the fuck they're going to do without Philip Rivers, which I don't think we've ever even addressed on the show with 
you know. I mean, they've got what? Herbert. For their for their quarterback of the future. I think so. Like, look, here's Isn't the. Th- he the sixth? He was the sixth pick after. Uh, two oh yeah. went to Miami. Yeah, that dude from Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's he's out chair in in LA. It's I don't know how I feel about Philip Rivers swapping teams. But I understand why he did it cuz I guess he like just wants to go play for a contender. <laughs> and the Chargers haven't been relevant since LaDainian Thomason. Mm-hmm. But I'm not super keen on. I mean, that team's got some fucking talent, though. Yeah, that team always has talent, and I I don't think as good as Philip Rivers is, I don't think he was ever that guy that could take that talent and elevate it the way like your your real like fucking grade A franchise guys can do. If he has mm-hmm. if he has a good team, he'll win football games, you know. If he has a bad team, he certainly won't be the reason why they lose on most accounts, but he's not like he's not like Peyton Manning levels of or of you know, drag this subpar team through the playoffs and lose in the AFC championship kind of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh he hasn't. It, he strikes me a lot, like very much like a, a Tony Romo esque guy, where regular season puts up all the numbers, good to see, consistent, uh, doesn't get hurt a lot, and as soon as you get him into the playoffs, it's kind of like, well, we'll kind of see what happens. It's kind of a coin flip. Um, they had their chance when Ladanian Tomlinson was still on the team, and obviously he's very much gone now. And they've mm, never been able well, to, yeah. yeah. And they've never been able to really pick up the pieces since then. Uh, but they got all the talent on that team. I think. I think it's in a direction. I think it's a direction thing and like an attitude thing. Because like, let's be honest, the worst thing that team could have done is go to Los Angeles, where they're competing with a team that has a much bigger market in Los Angeles to begin with. Well, yeah. And like it's like they have sixteen away games every single season. Exactly, it's not the same energy you get from MetLife between with the Jets and the Giants. Like, a MetLife Stadium's not even fucking New York, right? But it's in New Jersey, yeah. But uh, when when it's a Jets home game, it feels like Jet Stadium. When it's a Giants home game, it feels like a Giant Stadium. I mean, the shape of the fucking stadium. Unless unless they're playing the Bills and then it feels like a Buffalo stadium. Oh, yeah, because y'all fucking invade that shit. Yeah. But, like, the shape of the stadium in L.A. looks... Thanks for the two road wins to start last season. Say what? I said thanks for the two road wins to start last season. <laughs> the shape of... of the stadium in LA looks like the old Rams head logo. I know it's not what it's meant to look like, but it looks like it. Like that team or that city doesn't want anything to do with the chargers. 
the Rams were just the Rams ownership was like, hey, if you guys come with us, you can help us pay for this big ass fucking stadium. The Rams did it as a business move. They're just like, we don't want to pay for this whole fucking thing, so we're gonna get right. we're gonna get the city to do it and the Chargers to do it. And now the Chargers are kind of stuck. Like, look at the attendance at Chargers games over the last two seasons. It's been abysmal. They can't even fill a soccer stadium. They've been playing in a soccer stadium while the Rams have been playing at um, at fucking uh, USC. But yeah, what was I saying? Chargers, right. Chargers suck. Uh, like, they play at a place called Dignity Health Sports Park. Nobody should play at places like that. Um, but when you can't sell out a soccer stadium, how are you going to sell out you know, one of the biggest stadiums ever built in the NFL. Like, it's just not going to happen. They should have stayed in San Diego where the fans liked them and the city tolerated them. But now Phillip Rivers is going to go play for the Colts and win a Super Bowl. And it's kind of nice for Phillip Rivers in his advanced age being able to play in a dome half the season. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And the Colts, like, that was one of the things that, I wasn't, I wasn't like upset about or frustrated about, but like it was one of those things where I was like, well, that was poor timing. Is when, when uh, Andrew Luck decided to retire, it was just after the Colts have had, they literally rebuilt that front, that that def- that offensive line into one of the best, off- one of the better offensive offensive fronts in the NFL. So well, yeah, I mean, as soon as you put Quinn and Nelson on that line, like. That changes everything by itself. Yeah, hundred percent. So Andrew Luck, you know, retired because of injury, and I always respect that decision. Uh, he retired literally when the Colts finally fixed all the issues that caused his retirement. Well, I say fixed, but seemed to have been fixing all the issues that ca- led to his retirement. Uh, <laughs> we should put together an all early retirement team of like Andrew Luck and Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. I mean, do that, Jim Brown. Luke Keekley, fucking that team would that team probably would smoke, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make an all early retirement roster, and we'll see how it plays out. See what kind of all pros are on that list. The, but I think I think Indianapolis is a good fit for Philip. It's a team that's gonna let him go out there and do his thing. And he can throw short crossing routes to T.Y. Hilton and let him just scurry up the field. Yep. It's always nice to have a receiver like that. Just let him break out and go crazy. So the last thing I want to... Lord, Lord, Lord knows, half the time it looked like Philip was throwing a goddamn medicine ball last year. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Uh, he still could get, like, on the really short routes, he could still drive on the ball, but, like, God bless Keenan Allen for that man, dude. Like, yeah. like anytime, anytime he put anything like over the middle of the field or like out towards the sidelines, it looked like he was lollipopping it. And mm-hmm. and it's weird too because Philip Rivers' throwing arm or his throwing mechanic already looks wonky as fuck. But it's so compact, you think that ball's about to come out like a fucking missile because he's almost sidearm like baseball throws. And when that ball comes out, it just looked like a little <laughs> and. <laughs> That's yeah. That's one way of putting <laughs> yeah. it. And there's just no, no ass bind it whatsoever. So Keenan Allen definitely bailed him out of some situations last season. I think I think Keenan Allen uh, did did Philip Rivers some favors. Uh, he's getting up there in age, so we'll see. 
he's he seems to have uh, kept his body together. He needs to stop having fucking kids, though. I'll say that shit. <laughs> Philip Rivers, you got too many damn kids. Like too many kids on the dance floor. I don't know. What, too many kids. It's not a race, dog. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a competition. Nobody's competing with you for how many fucking kids you can pop out. Think about your money when you retire, my guy. Like how many endorsements do you really got rolling in? You've only. You haven't won a Super Bowl. Nobody cares about you. That's, yeah, I mean, true, harsh, but true. Yeah, I mean, we care about them because we love football and we like watching good football players play, but, like, like Peyton Manning's marketable. Man got three Super Bowls. It's true. Or two Super Super Bowls, correction. Uh, You know, Eli Manning's marketable because he's Peyton Manning's brother. Well, and because he beat Tom Brady twice. He, his defense, beat Tom Brady twice. Yeah, but he was the quarterback, so it's always going to be him. Yeah, he was there. He threw that one pass. Oh, he did throw that one pass. <laughs> Guy caught it he on threw his... that. He, he threw that other pass, too. Yeah, the helmet catch and the Plexico Burris catch. And sent Tom Brady to the house. I fucking love it. I was a Giants fan that year. <laughs> Those two years, really. I got a free A in my uh, sociology class on a test. Oh, was your teacher a Giants fan? Hell yes, he was. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't have any teachers like that. Although my PE teacher, my freshman year of high school, anytime we had any, t- if anybody ever got a one hundred on a written exam, he just gave the whole class one hundred. Oh damn! Yeah, and everybody in that class always expected me to be the one to do it so i'd miss a couple on purpose you know no big deal (laughs) earn your fucking grade assholes (laughs) wow although this is also the same pe teacher that would put uh his extra credit question of the day for the exams was always something crazy like just stupid so one of the extra credit questions was uh who's the best rapper alive Uh uh-huh and the answer was uh, Dylon, 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 and Dylon because he spit hot fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was the correct answer. That's what I put. And <laughs> thanks, Chappelle Show. You got me extra credit that one time. Nice. Yeah. So the last thing I really want to touch on, and then we'll uh, we'll shift gears a little bit, is David Njoku. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns for life, evidently. That's not what he said. But what he did say was... No. <laughs> what he did say is he tweeted yesterday, uh, I'm all in, Cleveland. Time to work. So evidently... Did he spell it W-E-R-K? No, it was, it, it was correctly. Oh, man. Bummer. Yeah. No, no fanciness here. He even capitalized Cleveland. Wow. And there's a, prop, there's a period at the end of each sentence on twitter there's an apostrophe after the i and i'm mad really, madness is really really going all out madness like really going all out <laughs> so njoku had a meeting with uh brown's organization the the new front office gm andrew barry and his various agents and whatnot and yeah so David Njoku walked back his trade request, so he's going to play in Cleveland next year, uh, which is cool because he's always loved the city and how much he's loved the city. Until he opts out. Until he opts out. We'll see. We, we'll hope not. So 
my whole thing was is I've said it multiple times on the show. I don't like watching bad players walk, and although I have an issue with Najoku's hands, he's a freak athlete, and he's he's he is a unit at the tight end position. He needs to learn how to block and learn how to catch. These are things that we can work on. But one thing that I failed to mention all those previous shows, and I kind of kicked myself in the ass while do because I didn't was Stephen or Kevin Stefanski loves multiple tight end sets. And right. In fact, last year, he used multiple tight end sets on 57% of offensive play calls. So why... That's more than half. That's more than half. So why would we not want to have two starting caliber tight ends if we're going to be playing two tight ends more than half of the time on the field? So I want to I wanna believe that part of the conversation that they had was, you know you're still going to get fucking play time, right? And then David and Joku going, I didn't think about it that way. And then now everything is good. And I mean, honestly, if you've got two starting caliber tight ends, they kind of take the pressure off each other. So they're honestly more than likely going to see more production than they would have otherwise. Oh, 100%. And you got to cover both of them. Right. You know, especially in the red zone. Uh, That's like um, fucking... On a, but didn't you say Njoku had drop problems? He had some drop problems. Uh, he also broke his wrist last year. <laughs> that doesn't help. Yeah, and then he got a concussion. That also doesn't help. So he didn't play a lot last year. He only played two games, I believe, two or three games. Oh, wow. Uh, right. Because it was a bad concussion. Like, Homie went up. He was They were playing Miami. Homie went up for a reception got his legs took out from under him and literally speared himself into the turf great and he broke his wrist and had a severe concussion he played three or four games that entire season but the the season prior he had 56 receptions for 600 plus yards and four touchdowns so like he has capabilities of being productive um, because we saw his rookie year but we didn't we only saw those drop problems on those few games he played last season where he was you know a cold start to the season because Cleveland was a fucking shit show last year. News. Surprise, I know. Uh, Surprise. And, and then those two games he played coming off of injury, which questionable whether or not he should have even come back off of injury. Uh, but then his rookie year was his rookie year, where he had production, but he had drop issues. He was a rookie, so who knows? We don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of film on him in the nfl at the at the professional level but we do know what he's capable of as a physical athlete and the dude's a fucking freak he's an over i've said from day one since we drafted him he's an oversized receiver you could easily put him and in fact in madden i've done this if i have two or more if i have two or more wide receivers get injured in madden for madden 19 uh i would just move najoku out to the number two spot and it like affected his overall by like two points um but i imagine a an offense like this you have your five linemen but you have you have a seven man front five linemen najoku on one side austin hooper on the other jarvis landry out left or um odell out left jarvis jarvis landry out right that's not a receiving core that you want to cover but right. but you can run from those formations too. 
and that's a lot. Right. That's a lot of what we saw from Kevin Stefanski in Minneapolis. Was you had Stefan Diggs and other guy whose name escapes me, and then Kyle Rudolph, and then other tight end whose names escape me. You thinking about Adam Thielen? Uh, Adam Thielen, yeah, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, and then you had Kyle Rudolph, and then other tight end guy who was mostly just blocked. And they did almost everything out of that formation, like 50% of the time. And it was a fucking pain in the ass to stop. Because they could run, they could throw, they had weapons everywhere, and fucking, you know, Kirk Cousins could do whatever he wanted. And Kirk Cousins' numbers last season reflected that. Because mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, contrary to popular belief, actually really good quarterback. Especially if he's surrounded by talent. You like that. Yeah. Do you like that? I think people... No, it's not a question. It's a statement. You like that. See, I never knew that. I learned something today. Yep. I like that. That's much more... I do like that, Kirk. You're right. 100%. I agree. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) So, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm stoked. Uh, I... All that charged up thing got me... Got me got me bugged for no reason i got chief njoku back so i'm gonna keep calling him chief njoku place for cleveland shit don't change except for that win ratio let's do it that do you want to try that one again that rim bepio uh you want to try that one again i thought the second one was better we can just use that one. Oh, all right you sure <laughs> that win ratio Okay, I guess we. I guess we just. I guess we just use that. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta pick one. <laughs> so that's exciting, and that's uh That's really all I had for the week. Just some small stuff that I wanted to touch on. Just let everybody know we're still here. We're still watching football. I've got a couple small things, I guess. Cool. What's new? What's going um, on with you? Going. Well, new car. Um, hey, new car. You want to talk about it? I uh, I got into an accident that totaled my car. Hooray. How you feeling today? Uh, I feel mostly fine. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I honestly didn't impact... I don't feel like I impacted that at that high of a speed. Sure. It was just enough to completely crumple my entire front end. <laughs> like most cars do nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I've seen enough wrecks at work to know that, like, sometimes... My the... six... If my car was six foot tall, it's standing at about five eight. Yeah. With all the wrecks I see at work, it's one thing I've noticed about cars post like the year two thousand is no matter how bad it looks, it's probably not that bad. Yeah. So now I'm getting a twenty twenty hybrid. Fuck yeah. Toyota gang Ooh. squad. Corolla gang. Yeah. I don't have a Corolla, but Oh. Yoda gang. Although I'm probably not going to get a Toyota once my lease is up. Oh yeah. So it's not going to be Toyota oh, gang much longer. And you're just leasing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm financing to purchase. Yeah, I mean, and you're the kind of guy that doesn't necessarily want a new car every two to three years. So. Right. Yeah. Once it's paid off, you'll probably keep driving that shit until you run it into something else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to talk about, bud? 
Um, so jumping back to COVID a little bit, uh-huh. it appears that DTs, defensive tackles, are opting out at a higher rate than other players, hmm. uh, presumably because they're higher risk than most other players. Yeah, they're kind of directly in a dude's face for most of the game. <laughs> well, also just like their body types probably lend a uh, higher blood pressure yeah, or you know, you know, increased likelihood of asthma or diabetes or something like that. Yeah, according to most medical professionals, one would say that most defensive tackles are morbidly obese. Yeah, but well, yeah. Then there's the whole BMI morbidly obese yeah. discussion. Which, I mean, you know, they're still athletes, so they're still relatively healthy, but... Sure. Bigness you know, is still bigness. Bigness is still bigness. Um, so I just wanted to address that real quick. I've, and It's pretty interesting. Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly says that uh, something is wrong if the Bills don't win the AFC East. Bold statement. So, you know, thanks, Jim. <laughs> Jim Kelly is setting you guys up for success? Mm-hmm. Maybe. So what happens in the NFL draft if there's no season? That's a good question. I don't know. Would they just do just have a repeat from last year? Do they, yeah, do they just do that? I mean, but everybody gets their original slots back because nobody's trade. Well, some people have traded for stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's, hmm. But that's not going to happen. We're gonna, Why? Because there's going to be football. There's going to be football. Uh huh. If there's not football, I'll be sad. Well, prepare to prepare to have tears. I guess. Yeah, I think they're going to be hard headed about it and still have the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the NFL. Like, they're not going to. It's they're not going to lose that revenue. I was honestly surprised they even gave a opt-out and you'll still get paid option. Well, it's a stipend sure. and it comes out of their contract for the following year. But sure, but you're still getting some of your money. Yeah. You know, you don't... It's a very small amount, though. Yeah, well, in comparison, sure. You know, but it's a very small amount that you can live on feasibly. Well, yeah, totally. Versus, like... Because, like, let's say, you know, they give, like, hey, RJ, you can stop working, and the and we'll give you 50 bucks. Uh, You're going to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, so like I said, I'm surprised the NFL even did it, and I think, I don't think anything's going to stop the season from going on. There's actually a little bit of controversy floating around the NFL about how the NFL is actually handling it. Um, because Surprise, surprise. Yeah, no shit, right? Um, like, we we touched on it before the show officially started, but, like, Devin McCourty is going in on the NFL right now because they attempted to move the opt-out date because I think, and he's, he's speculating, and I tend to agree with him, I think the NFL was surprised about how many players are fine with losing a year's worth of their contract or for, for lowering a year's worth of their contract till next year in order to not get sick yeah um so they were like trying to pull that date in oh no 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 no! you can't opt out anymore like we changed our minds because i think they're worried Uh, yeah i think they're worried too much talent's gonna opt out and then we're gonna be watching like the second stringers play well 
T- oh, at least. Yeah, so tomorrow's tomorrow's the last day. We haven't seen any huge names hit the list since we talked about it last week, so I'm not too worried. And we don't have a lot of precedent when it comes to contact sports, but uh, NBA is back, and they seem to be doing okay. Uh, the MLB is back, and they're having some issues, but it's mostly with Miami or Tampa yeah. Bay. Like, yeah, it's Miami. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Florida teams keep pretty much fucking it up for everybody else because Florida, as m- many people may or may not know, Florida is currently the new U.S. epicenter of this whole bullshit. Pretty much. So... All the teams that are playing in Florida are having to, you know, having to postpone their games. Well, they were apparently fine, and then they were like, we're going to take one night out, like, as a team thing. Can't do that. Not in Florida. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now they've got, like, 17 or 18 cases or something like that. Yeah. So, now, to be fair, MLB rosters are huge, but... That's uh, they're really not yeah, that's, that big. Well, if you count, well, if you count, you know the the farm teams, double A AA and triple A, because those guys can get called up. Sure. At, those guys can get called up at any time. Sure. So, you know, so they'll have they have back talent, but it's concerning. Uh, granted, it was due to off se- off the field behavior, but the baseball is not. A contact sport. So I think the real litmus test of can we get through this in a contact sport is uh, hockey. And hockey's only been back for a day. Well, I mean, if you've been watching some of the baseball, they've definitely been making baseball a contact sport. Oh, they tr- like, they try. You know, pitches contacting heads and fists contacting other body parts. And Oh, yeah, that's just part of baseball, though. You know, that's one of the, that's an interesting thing that you brought up. That's one of the things, and we'll touch on this briefly because this is not a baseball podcast. But that's what. Well, it, hold on. Be, this may not be a baseball podcast, but did you hear that the Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo this season? Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. I guess because they can't get across the border, so they're just moving the team. Correct. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> the that's one thing that's always interested me about. Like, I think bean balls in baseball are it's stupid. It it. But it, I understand its purpose, but I think it's dumb. Uh, and <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it's the same principle as like fighting in hockey. Like, I don't like the fact that players fight in hockey. I understand why it's there. I just think it's dumb. Play the fucking game. It's a game, you know. Um, so the fact that in 2020 we still have like we still have pitch outs. They're like bean balls that are so that egregious. And well, I mean, you know, when you cheat like the Astros cheated, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta, you gotta remind them why you don't do that in professional sports. Yeah, um, you know, but so you know, you hit them once or twice a game for the entire season. Sure, which they're lucky is only sixty games and not one hundred and sixty-two. Right, <laughs> and as long as as long as the the MLB is keeping up with appearances, you know, fining and disciplining the players, you know, I'll accept it. Just like hockey started doing. If you get in a fight, you in trouble now. It's not just part of the game. Um, but it doesn't. I don't expect it to stop. I don't necessarily say I want it to stop. I just want the leagues to be like a, like it's not acceptable behavior. But like, kind of, let's. Let's tame it a little bit. 
I just don't want to see stuff like that get out of control, you know? Because that's how we ended up with shit like, you know, Bounty Gate. I do. Well, not out of control like that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like I don't mind violence in sports. Like, violence is an inherent part of sports. Um, but I just don't want to see it ever get to the point of, like, like I said previously, to stuff like Bounty Gate, where, like, this shit's left unchecked for seasons. Evidently, this happened over seasons. Um, right. Where, you know, players were being paid to injure other players. Uh, explicitly. And... So, uh, it's interesting. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned the Astros thing because that's kind of what I was leading to. It was like it's interesting that teams are still willing to take that kind of shit into their own hands, and I'm kind of here for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's the kind of that's the kind of like fucking like facetious, underhanded shit I like to see. Like, I'm petty, dog. The, but, um, yeah, the only real direct comparison to the nfl is hockey when it comes to like the amount of contact in these sports and hockey just came back yesterday so yes today being uh tuesday the low post of the low post of basketball you know mm. sees some contact sure sure absolutely and that was the other thing too is like basketball seems to be doing okay and although basketball isn't explicitly a contact sport they're in each other's shit all the time so uh, i have hope but they're also playing in a bubble. They're also playing in the bubble. The the bubble. The the yeah. The MLB is really the thing that's got to get compared to the NFL because the NFL is not going to play in a bubble. No, absolutely not. The NFL is not going to play in a bubble. Uh, hockey's currently not playing in a bubble. Um, no, hockey's playing in two bubbles. Yep, they got two separate bubbles. But they're still playing in a bubble. Yeah, they're tr- they're 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 keeping themselves contained. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be a contact issue. Like when it comes to the sport itself, it's how they compl- it's how they contain it off the field. And so far, I think the yeah. NFL is doing an adequate job. Yeah, you know, consistent testing. If somebody gets sick, send their ass home. You know, kind of the same shit that I would like to see it a little more aggressive, so we don't potentially jeopardize the entire season because. Uh, we're already getting football late this year. We should already be talking about fucking preseason games right now. Like it's true, but um, I think the Hall of Fame game should have already been played. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game should have been this week, and then the first game of preseason starts next week. So we're already late. Okay. Yeah. So let's not try to jeopardize this shit anymore than we can. Let's get it right the first time, so I can watch fucking football. I'm just saying it'd be interesting if we shifted it back and like you played the season sort of in reverse where it was like you get all the fucking cold ass weather but then in certain parts you know it starts to warm up at the end of the season just still play 16 games fuck it yeah that'd be like just start a little bit later and then like we're watching the super bowl in what march april yeah yeah sure i'd be fine with that uh technically well is was this supposed to be the first year of the seventeen game schedule, or is that? I think that. Or is that next, next year? I think that's next year, yeah. and it's also, it's also the year that the playoffs get changed. Yeah, it's based off of seeding instead of division champions. So this, so this is the one chance really that Buffalo's got a that Buffalo's got a shot to secure a home game. Pretty much, like for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's. That's probably one of the more exciting things I'm looking forward to 
is the change from division champions to seeding. Mm-hmm. Although, it I mean it makes every game valuable. Yeah, still. yeah, and and the NFL already has a bunch of parity, but like that parity in the NFL seems to stop week one of the playoffs, the wild card round, because yeah. like the statistic of wild card teams making it out of um, like the low seed wild card team making it out of the wild card wild card round is like remarkably low. Um, right. So. I would like to see... I like seeding because the team that is the low seed may be second in a division, but they're 10 and 6 in that division. You know, versus I, versus it being, like, the 7 and 9 team that snuck in because the rest of the fucking... Like, the rest of the division was also garbage. Like, when the Panthers did it and when the Seattle Seahawks did it. Although that Seahawks game gave us the beast quake. So. I like seeding because it makes week seventeen games important. It makes it means something. You know, you can't clinch as early. You can't clinch home field as early. Like, the more we keep games meaning something, that's been my biggest problem with the NBA for years. Is the middle of the season doesn't fucking matter. Same thing. Same thing with baseball. The middle of the season doesn't matter. You know, you can lose every game in the middle of the seasons and then win out for the rest of the year and still make the playoffs. Right. You know, if the more we make the games matter throughout the entirety of the season, the better it is for football. We're going to get better football. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Yep. And then we're going to get better football in the playoffs because every game somebody's there's going to be upsets, you know. And hopefully. I fucking I hope so. I love me a good Cinderella story, dog. Yeah, you know like Buffalo. Mhm. Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a Cleveland-Buffalo Super Bowl. Unprecedented. That's Two AFC teams. The weird. NFC The NFC is going to be... a weird Super Bowl. The <laughs> NFC is going to be so trash this year that they're not even going to bother putting them in the playoffs. It's going to happen. You watch. Browns pull a mid-season trade with, like, Chicago <laughs> to swap divisions yeah. or conferences. It could happen. I don't want to play in the AFC North anymore. It's it's hard here. There's a Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, because what does the NFC North have? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, uh, Mitch Trubisky, who got benched, and Nick Foles is going to lead that team. But doesn't, but doesn't count in this scenario because we're swapping them to the yep. AFC North. Yeah, so it would be... Kirk Cousins, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now I don't want to oh, be yeah. in that division anymore. I changed my mind. <laughs> forgot Aaron. Ro- yeah, I forgot Aaron Rodgers was there. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how bad that team is around Aaron Rodgers. He finds ways to win football games. All right, we got anything else? Nope. All right, take us out. Oh, uh, shit. You brought us in. Uh, Take us out. Uh, Do it. I don't know how you end these. I stopped paying attention. All I know is goodbye, Keith. You normally feed me my lines. RJ. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. You normally say, so anyways. So anyways. Um, So anyways, this has been the 4th and Wrong podcast. Uh, Are you sure it's so anyways? Because it's probably not. That that didn't really feel right. Look, you normally feed me my lines. I'm confused. Uh-huh. 
All right, you can have it back. I don't want to drive anymore. No, you're finishing this. Well, then what am I supposed to say? Uh, it's more usually along the lines of, well, I guess that's been uh, this week's episode. Um, thanks for joining us for the Fourth and Wrong podcast. Uh, say goodbye, Keith. Goodbye, Keith. God damn it. <laughs> sin as they say but pizza good pizza good pizza good <clears throat> can I get a what pizza what what good mm. and er mm. research research do the research we're doing the research dance, yeah. Doing the editing dance. Yeah. <laughs>